Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon and Jeremy Duncan, and we are Lights at the Roundtable. In this podcast, we're going to discuss a wide variety of things, ranging from spirituality and the metaphysics of reality to the psychological struggles that we face on a daily basis. So, we hope you enjoy. We're grateful you're here, and welcome to the Roundtable. I have a man crush on Tom Brady after watching the Super Bowl. He's real. He's a the way he like he's family for like super family oriented. Just gets emotional talking about how proud he is and grateful for his parents and shit. And yeah. dude, and then he walked in the stadium pregame with no mask on. I'm like, that's my dude. <laughs> I like this dude. And then they showed footage of him after the Super Bowl. Like, what are you looking for, Tom? He's like, my family. Like. Wasn't looking for anything but his family to celebrate with, man. Really beautiful. Dude. I love to see that. That's powerful. You're on the most you're on the biggest stage in the world right now and you're looking for your family. That's I mean, that's the way it should be, though. For sure, but you don't see that. No. You don't see that a lot. Bro, it's focused too. You know what I'm saying? Like it, he was yeah. completely in the game and game time. And then when it was time to celebrate, because he knew he was going to. Right. You know, he knew he was going to. He was like, Okay, now where's my family? Like, dude, that's I, I know so you've read his book. Yeah. Um and he's he's super disciplined. I mean you can just you can just see it from looking at him. I mean, so that's what I admire about him and respect about him. Yeah, he's a count, beast. Count calories of his drinks and sticking to it. Like it was pretty cool. After reading that book, it was shortly after we got done with the program. And it was really neat to see that all the stuff that he did in his life was all the shit that I was just learning through this program yeah. that we did with James as far as foam rolling, muscle elasticity, so promotes not getting injured. Talks about how if you lift a bunch of weights and your muscles are dense, that's how you that's how these athletes get injured because Makes they just sense. care about getting big yeah. but their muscles are tight as hell. So yeah. like the rubber band you alluded hey. to yeah. snaps. It's um, a good metaphor, man. Yeah, talk about apple cider vinegar, yoga. It's like Tom Brady, dude. I hated him for so long, not only because he played up north, but because he was like the Yankees to me. Like, they're good every year. It's like, God damn it. You... <sighs> yeah, I still don't like them, but I like them. Yeah, I, like, I it's mean, weird. At some point, you've got to just respect yeah. and, and honor the fact that you're getting to live the prime of your life watching somebody that will probably be the best to ever do it for a long time. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, that's fucking cool as hell. It is cool, man. It's like watching Michael Jordan when we were exactly. kids. That's what I was James thinking. Now it's like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see that. It's a once in a generation talent for sure. Right. Hit that shit. Let's get it. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon Yo. and Jeremy Duncan. What's up? Episode 21, right? 19? 21. 21. 19. <clears throat> Same thing. There's Same a five thing. in there. We're just getting started. S2E5. Yep. Yeah. So, that's cool. So, yeah. We got um, to figure this count out. 
Right. I'm yeah. pretty sure when I put it into Anchor, the last one was season two, episode five. Hey, well, you know what happened is I erased <laughs> the board and uh, and then I just forgot. I don't I don't know if Anchor's right either, though. Mm. Like, I was just, I went and looked at the last We're one. We're not here I, for the numbers, four, boys. So. Yeah. Well, well, I guess we'll see. Well. I know all of us will go back and check. It's another so. episode. Yeah. Another wonderful episode. Like Steve, as Steve Harvey says, we got a good one for you tonight, folks. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Tonight we're going to talk about forgiveness and the healing power behind forgiving people that have done you wrong in your eyes and um, very powerful topic that is probably very much needed, as much needed as anything right now in life. And I think forgiveness is always uh, at the forefront of that, but. Also, we're going to talk about love and attachment and how they differ and our views on those two things, as well as touch a little bit on our own personal views of uh, some of the precautions that are taken in society today, such as the mass. So thank you guys so much for joining us at the roundtable for another episode. Appreciate you. And how was your guys' day? Snowy. Hell yeah. Fuck, very snowy. snowy. Yeah. Dude, we went snow we went uh, sledding last night, Kayla and I. Yeah. Post work. Well post work sledding. Little uh, dusk sledding. Where'd you, where'd you guys go? Uh the slopes of Loveland High School. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever ventured down those slopes, but there's some No, kill- I was gonna ask you guys where you go around. There's here, some killers. Man, you gotta come to my house. We gotta go to the golf course. The golf course is We yeah, gotta go. There's some good ones. What are you guys doing tomorrow? Snip. We're fucking sledding. We just bought a bunch of inner tubes. Let's go. I get off at three. Let's go. I'm off I want to take though. the kids. Brittany's got to work Bring anyway. So. Work and then we Bring got game up. night. What's that? So work and then we got game night. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. We can do it early if you get off at three. We do like four to five, five yeah, thirty. We can do like an hour. This weekend, I'm open to Let's do it. So we, yeah, we went to the slopes. We got to go to the golf course for sure. But Loveland High School. So we um, went up there and I had a little battle with my ego that I wanted to tell you guys about yeah yeah so we get there and um so there's a couple kids there you know having fun and they built ramps <laughs> fucking all the way down every single thing you can go down like every little track they built ramps you know so like ramps are cool you know like it's a lot of fun all right so those were a lot of fun and required no thought at what you know 10 to 15 age <laughs> age wise so uh-huh. now now it's like I looked at these ramps and I was like, eh, like maybe it's not a good idea. I gotta go idea. to work tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go to <laughs> work tomorrow. Old yeah, old. I was fucking old. So, uh, <laughs> so I was like, yo, I gotta look for the ramps. So, because I didn't want to hit one, but then I saw one and I was like, you know what? I've done this before. Like I could do this again. <laughs> so I was like, hey, Kayla, go down to the bottom and, and get a video of me, and I'm gonna hit this ramp from the side. So I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I hit the ramp from the side, bro, because I didn't want to hit it full on because I didn't, you know, I was, I was scared. Yeah. So I hit it full like sideways, and that was all right. Like I landed it, and then I was like, okay, that's enough. It's fine. You landed it. It's all good. She got a video. Everything's good. <laughs> Went up to the top of the hill. Wasn't enough. No, it wasn't enough. Mm-mm. Your inner child came back. Dude, up. wasn't enough. I was I like, love. I took another look at the ramp, and I was like, oh. I could hit that right in the middle because it would probably be smoother if I did that. Right. That's how I, 
So I did it. Justification. Wrecked. And I was like, oh, dude, now that I've wrecked and did it, I have to go back and do it again and now land it. So I did it, I think, two more times and landed it. And dude, just the whole battle with the ego. It was, it was, it was interesting. So, but isn't it funny how the ego brought out your inner child? It was awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like the ego is not necessarily a bad thing. It drew out your inner child. Like, bro, do it again. No balls. Yeah, what I, I don't know if I'd be saying that if I was in the uh if I had a broken arm right now though. <laughs> I, I would be <laughs> I feel you, bro. Because oh, hey, listen, because I've never I have, but dude, in the last six months I haven't laughed nearly as hard as I did last night. Oh, isn't it? <sighs> bro, it was such a freeing thing, man. It's Liberating. Like, oh. It was so great. We were like little kids, man. So hit the ramp, succeeded. We're gonna build a huge fucking ramp. Let's build one, man. On the golf course. I can't wait. You get you guys got snowboards? You got a snowboard? <sighs> no. I've never snowboarded, but that'd be cool too. It's uh they got some of Dicks. Yeah. Yeah, we went to Dicks and Eastgate trying to find a sled. Yeah. And as soon as you walked in they had a like one of those garage style shelves just full of fucking little kids shovels. Oh yeah. And then Nothing but snowboards on the last, like, bottom three or four shows. Maybe something good to invest in. So, you've never tried snowboarding now? Dude, it's, um, you have, I mean, you have, just like anything else, you have to practice at it. But I've tried it before and wasn't the greatest at it. I didn't give it enough shot, but. I want to try it. I've never done it either. The first time I I did try it was at Seven Springs. um, I think it was in Pennsylvania. Ski club? Yes. Yeah. With Miller. Miller's a good fucking ski or uh, snowboarder. Yeah. Yeah. That's he can cool. shred. Yeah. <laughs> I would really like to ride a snowboard versus ski. I've always skied though. The short I've skis. I've never done either. Skiing. I've never done either. Dude, the short, like the short skis are easier to control. And dude, skiing is one of the most fun things ever. It's It, it seems fun. I've just never tried it, honestly. You know, you were talking about the solitude earlier with it. Yeah. Oh, man. The solitude with, with skiing up there. Uh, I'm trying to find a something to relate it to but it's nice man it's very freeing being up there and just sliding on the on the snow like you're floating like you're floating that would be sweet yeah there's a like a marshmallow float there's a giveaway going on right now for a like five day maybe or six day trip somewhere very very north to see the northern lights and i just went through and looked at it just because and uh I, I would love if Brittany would want to do our honeymoon like there. Yeah. Go somewhere yeah. where it's fucking snowy in the middle of winter. Try to see the northern lights and snow, snowboard and ski for the first wow. time. Wow. <sighs> That'd be a Talk about hitting the jackpot, bro. Yeah. In like the, it's a tougher sell for the ladies, though. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of like the treehouse that you guys just went. Oh, right? boy. That's what they called it. They called it the treehouse hotel. Oh, yeah. And your entire front wall is nothing but windows looking to the north so you can see the northern lights and it's just a fucking winter wonderland yeah. like i want to do that 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 would be a honeymoon Ooh. fuck the beaches and the water like i'd rather go maybe we'll send the, the girls snow. to the beaches and the water and we'll go up there we'll and just go up there and just take some chocolate and <laughs> go look at the northern lights oh, ladies have yeah. fun on the beach there's some money for some drinks let's do i mean it's just are we? <laughs> she might need to forgive me after saying that. <laughs> <laughs> One place we are going is Costa Rica. Yeah, man. right. That's the plan. That's for the sure. plan. Okay. 
I think so, uh, as long as shit's cleared up and they don't have stupid travel uh, restrictions, like when is that? When would that be? Uh, probably October time frame. Later in the year, I gotta start laying the groundwork for a trip like that now. Yeah, and the best thing it the best thing to do would be to get your passport too, because it's a little pricey and can take some time. Take longer to convince Brittany than it will get a passport. <laughs> hey, I'm a, hey, you gotta go to Costa Rica for a it, 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 it burns at <laughs> both ends, listening. so you gotta start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Either the passport or on this side of the spectrum. So um, we gotta start. Talk somewhere. to her first. I oh, made yeah. the mistake. Yeah. yeah. Don't follow my path. <laughs> I chose the wrong path. Worked out for I you. I made yeah. it very difficult for myself, <laughs> but that's usually how I roll. So. Yeah. And still working on forgiveness from that, actually, to segue into our topic, man. That was, uh, I totally went about my first trip to Costa Rica the complete wrong way and uh, basically booked everything, got my passport. Did everything I needed to do without consulting or even mentioning it to uh, my now wife. So, <laughs> so <laughs> sorry again. So let's just <laughs> just recap that. So yeah, it, um, <laughs> it took a toll for years, man. Because I was um, not only was it wrong of me, but I can I came back from that trip a completely different person. So it's like I leave by crushing her. And telling her, basically, you're not going to tell me what the fuck I can do with my life. And it was a rough time. And then I come back different. She's like, okay, you break my heart. And then you come back, someone completely fucking different. What the fuck is going on in my life? Um, but What was rough about it? The forgiveness, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, how, did, it how did it affect you and her? It drove a wedge, man. It put up huge walls. Uh, it... it really tapped into some some unhealed trust issues that she had already been carrying from uh, her, her whole life, essentially, you know, yeah. no one specific, but just trust in other humans in general. So it was, uh, it drove a huge wedge. And then trying to find a way as somebody that had evolved and try to like show her that I just didn't go off and join a cult and I'm completely fucking weird and insane all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Because the, my pendulum swung so fast from being an atheist Marine to coming back fucking hugging and telling everybody I love them and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't even the same person that she had fell in love with that had broken her heart, which it was a good thing because now I'm able to give grace and take the lashings that I have over the years of the trust that I broke, you know? It's to be expected when you break someone's trust, you're not going to have an easy road gaining it back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so my evolution kind of aided me in, in understanding that I fucked up and I don't, you know, do the, do the crime, do the time. So not to play too much devil's advocate. <laughs> I'm just curious though. It it's just, uh, episode, no? I just think it would be, you know, a little bit of a compelling conversation. The only person who can answer it is, you know, sitting here. So if you hadn't, if your pendulum hadn't swung so far, do you think that you guys would have made it through that break in the trust with who you used to be? And- no, because I would have been stubborn and fought back. And I still did because I'm still growing to this day and I never will stop. But it was just my stubbornness at the time. It would have never, never allowed because it would have been a fight every time. Every time she brought it up, I would have been like, get over it. Get over it. You either get over it or move on. You know, and that's kind of what I told her 
when I went down there, she was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be here when you get back. I said, you can do what you got to do. You know, I was at that point in my life. I didn't know at the time what exactly awaited me there, but I had never felt drawn to do any one thing in my, like even join the Marine Corps. Like I never felt more drawn. Like I don't care what the consequences of this trip may be. I know it's going to do something for me. Right. So, um, it did. I mean, it changed my life. It helped me find my soul and my path that I'm currently on. And it's done a lot. And she's stuck with me and for been working on forgiveness and moving forward and healing those wounds. So it was, uh, it was rough. Yeah. For sure. I mean, to a point before we got married, like we, we would sit down and do like guided forgiveness meditations because, you know, it was nothing that she didn't want to forgive. She just didn't know how. And she learned to express that. Like at first it was like, I can't forgive you. I can't forgive you. I can't forgive you. And then as it continued to evolve, it was like, I've never been shown or taught how to forgive. Mm. And that's powerful, man. That's something none of us are taught that, that part of emotional intelligence to release. Yeah. It's one of the hardest things ever. Yeah. Especially if you're not taught, (laughs) you know? So it's like, it's like somebody that's never seen sports. You hand them a baseball bat and say, go hit this 95-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball. They're like, like what, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. There's no way. It's been – the forgiveness has been a, a tough one. Yeah. A big a big one. Because the, the last guided forgiveness meditation we did um, – and we don't, we've only done a couple. But um, you could just feel. Like, I don't know. It was just so perfect. You could feel the release and the weight, man, and like just crying and releasing and and then just being nurtured. Like mm. it, it walked you through the releasing and then um, at the end, it it uplifted you yeah. and really uh, tapped you into that other person's love that they were giving you and sharing you within their, their own being. So super powerful, super powerful stuff, man. Anything you could think of is on YouTube, like – we have the greatest technology in the world in our hands. Right there. So it's no longer a good excuse to say you don't you don't know how. You no. Know, you know. Yeah, because it's all right there. Yeah. You can learn anything you want to these days. Legitimately. Any way that mm-hmm. you want to. You know, if you don't like the way someone describes it, you can find somebody else describing the same damn thing in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as people hate on social media and the connection that the instant gratification, I mean, it's also connected us and tapped us into the true unlimited knowledge of humanity. It's connected me to forgiveness. I mean, cause I heard a quote on, I don't know if it was on social media, but it was on the internet. You know, sometimes it's not even about the other person. It's about yourself. It's about taking the weight off your shoulders. Oh, I think it's always about yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's not about, um, you know, yeah, it's, it is, it's always about yourself. And I guess I never understood that until I looked at it that way. Yeah. Because what it does is, is when you have something traumatic happen to you caused by another person or event, you basically get tethered to that, you know, and that's where that quantum entanglement, the particles are mixed in there. So anytime that, that energy is stirred, you're feeling that pain and feeling all of that energy, so that's where we, we've got to be mindful and, and understand that we have to cut those connections and to, to heal, yeah. essentially. So 
if you have something bad happen to you when you're a child and you carry it, you know, you suppress it, that person's weight and that weight, that negative energy, you're going to carry that around until you address it. Sure. You know, just because you don't, you're not looking at it doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. You, know, you can't see a backpack on your back doesn't mean it's not full of books. It's there. Yeah. So it's, um, it's so essential to, to understand that and to address those issues and understand that until you forgive, not just say, Oh, I forgive them and move past it. Yeah. But the process of healing, that is one of the final steps, you know, yeah. sitting and, and thinking through it, forgiving and, and releasing, you know, a very long process made short in a few words, but you know, <clears throat> but it's a good blueprint. Yeah. You know, I think you have to have steps. I think you have to have progression. Like you talked about earlier. Yeah. I think you definitely have to have steps. Yeah. It's I've, I've not been to AA, but I think like the steps that you're mentioning are, are kind of like that. I think there's a, a thing about forgiveness yeah, and, and all that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've never been either. Right. But I I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is. Yeah. yeah forgiveness is definitely part yeah, of it. For sure. Yeah. There are people who firmly believe that the 12 steps should be taught at school. Yeah. We talked about it at the Super Bowl. Didn't yeah. We? And that makes me think of Jordan Peterson's 12 rules of life. Absolutely. There's, yeah. I, there's so many re- relatable things in the steps. Yeah. It's relevant to how to be a good fucking human. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of what the the whole AA program is all about. Yeah, yeah, being the best version of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for everybody. It's it's wisdom, man. It's it's empowering. But there's reasons it's not taught. Why would you empower and educate and teach people their infinite multi dimensionalism if you want to try to control them and, and siphon their energy from them? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's not usually conducive to to control teaching that intelligence, man. But people are. People are waking up and finding it on their own. Yeah. Cutting those cords, man. Cut those cords. Let those things go. For, forgive yourself. And that's one thing. When you go through a traumatic event and somebody else is is doing an act to you that, that's atrocious or whatnot, we forgive them, but we never think to forgive ourselves. You know, e- Even if we make it as far as forgiving them, because a lot of people can't even do that because the, just the mere thought of forgiving them is just out of their their realm or a lot of the times people will think that they've done it but they're still holding that resentment somewhere even if they're not consciously aware of it being present all the time you know you separate yourself from that person or that event over a long enough time or distance you just you forget it you don't forget it or forgive it you just forget it it just gets taken out of the forefront of your mind and it gets suppressed it's not part of that narrow focus anymore. No. It's it's outside the boundaries. And then it's you're still dealing. Yeah, <clears throat> you're still dealing with the effects of it, and you don't know why. I mean, yeah. it's in your body. I'm sure, I'm holding on to a lot of that stuff still that I didn't work through as a kid. That like I just don't even think about it anymore. It's yeah. so hard for me to remember a lot of, especially anything that might have happened with my dad or my parents when I was young. Or right. I just haven't thought about that time in my life for so long that I'm sure that there's stuff in there that right. I haven't forgiven myself or them for or friends right. or whatever back then. You can tap into those things in meditation, though, and foam rolling, and there, there's multiple ways. Physical exercise can tap you into those memories and, and stir that energy for you. You know, if if you put the questions on your mind and go run like Eric does for ten miles, you're gonna find some answers. You know, so that's pretty much why I do it. <clears throat> right, I know it is. Yeah. I know it is, brother. Yeah. It's therapy, man. It's a med- it's moving meditation, it is essentially because you're getting in a rhythm. 
like the heartbeat. Yeah. That's, that's the beat that we live to essentially yeah. as humans. There's, there are studies of how important rhythm is to being a human being and how therapeutic it can be. Mm-hmm. So, man, super powerful stuff. Yeah. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Yeah. I think one of the, so you got some brother? Well, forgiveness happened for me and I know you've listened to the last episode. So one of my biggest moments was uh, forgiving Man, for whatever happened, just because we have such a fucking beautiful relationship today, and I love it, but forgiving whatever my dad did in the time that we didn't speak, that was like when I learned forgiveness. So, like, it was a long period of time, but I remember when I released and I answered the phone call because we didn't talk for a while, and then he kept calling every day. Like, he would always call. I was so scared to answer the phone. I tried. Remember what you were just talking about, Jeremy, about forgetting? I tried to forget. I haven't talked to my dad since he said he didn't want to be in Caroline's life. Yeah. I don't know if I've forgiven him. I just don't think about it. Might be something you want to look at, brother. I had to, I had to look at it real hard, and I, I answered that phone call, dude. I don't hard. know if I would answer it if he called me, to be honest. Yeah. And at this point, it's not even – I mean, he did some fucked up stuff, but never to me, aside from just not wanting to be a part of your own child's life. Like, how do you – father something for 16 17 years and then just being like fuck you yeah i don't care anymore and not want to be a part of my life or my kids lives but i don't really care like i i wish i cared like i I want it to matter more to me and maybe that's part of why i haven't forgiven him is just because at this point now it's been so long that i'm just like i don't fucking care and with some of the things that you did i don't want you around Mm. you're not a good example like it's, it's not you're not the kind of person I would want in my kids' lives at all. Yep. Forgiveness doesn't have to be about having them. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying that if he called, like I, I've hit that point now where I, forgiveness or not, I just, I still wouldn't want you fucking anywhere near me or my family. Yeah. But part of the weight that you carry is that like, there's not, there may not be some huge epiphany when you forgive somebody, but oh, you can feel when you truly forgive, especially something that heavy, like it's your father. I mean- yeah, I man. I get it. You don't think about it so it doesn't hurt actively. Yeah. But I bet if you sat and got raw with yourself and started asking some questions about it, it may trigger something, man. And um yeah, it's it's just to free yourself of that weight essentially is is what forgiveness is for because we're not meant to carry that shit around. Yeah. You know, it's we got to let it flow. We got to let things come and pass as they are and not a tie basically repeated cycles of of thoughts and behaviors because of one event you know we create a whole life around a trauma it's like man we just robbed ourselves because now we're living in fear and judgment and all these other things and i'm not speaking of anybody specifically but in general that's what we do you know it's um it's rough man it's just it's just um man for you you know i know that you don't think that it affects you, and that's and that's. Oh, cool. I'm not saying that. I think it does. I think yeah. it definitely does. I'm just not aware of how or you know, yeah. to what depth or okay or where it's lingering. I, I know that that's something that I haven't fully processed right. yeah. in that manner. But that's what I was saying. At this point, it's just been so long that I haven't even really thought about it. It's just been like we said. It's just yeah. been taken out of the forefront, and I just well, the good the good news is is that basically we've lived what a third of our life. So that means what you got two thirds left 
So although it seemed long, it could be even longer if you did answer the call. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't answer the call. But the thing hey, is, man, that, and you that's you, and you don't have to. But I could still forgive him at some point, but I, I don't think I could ever answer the phone. Yeah. But would that leave anything unsaid? I don't want to say it. Okay, that's fair. fair I don't have anything to say to him. He's not worth it. So there you go. Fair Which enough. is probably mentally part of why, like the whole forgiveness thing, hasn't actually been worked through because I just don't think he's worth it. It's not. I gotta think about it. I know that's what it's I was just about to say. I gotta think about it more of that. <laughs> I know I am. You're worth, worth it. it. Yeah, you're worth. But it for the longest time, that's why it was just he's not worth it. He's not worth thinking about. It. He's not worth you know talking to or whatever. So it was just uh, get it out of my mind and. That, you keep saying, saying, was you keep saying for the longest time as if like the time is I mean, right now. Yeah. You, you, can, you see what I'm saying? No, I know, but it's been 16 years. So, I mean, it's <laughs> a long time. <laughs> talking about the whole past of it, guys. I know so, what you're talking about, man. So, that is a But we're so, telling you the time is half my life. So, I, there's, a re- there's no coincidence why conversations I, happen. So, I, um, yeah, man, I, I feel you, dude. And, and I, uh, I, I answer that call for myself. And then I answered it later on to to mend a relationship that's fucking amazing now. Like, so that was the point where I learned forgiveness. But I learned a lot of that uh, online because I wasn't really I wasn't really taught a lot about forgiveness right. when I was little. <clears throat> so, I don't think anybody really is. I mean, I even grew up in a religious household, and it was you know you still talk about it, but nobody ever actually really describes what the process looks like and how you should feel going through it. And what the right what the actual final release is and right. you just are told to forgive people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, two different yeah. things. Yeah. That forgive is suppress. That's yeah. what we're taught. Yeah. Forgive them. Mm-hmm. Say you, for- Hey, tell them, sorry. Say you forgive them. You know, yeah. even as kids, pleasantries do that. Yeah. Right. Because we're telling that kid, say you forgive them when you don't really feel it and you say it. I mean, you're creating yeah, you're a forcing somebody to right. tell them. Okay. I forgive you. Mm-hmm. No big deal. See, just spewing done. out <laughs> meaningless words at that exactly, point. Exactly, man. That's what we program these kids to do. <laughs> they got to learn, right? I mean, yeah. How? Preferably not the hard way. No. Right. Preferably we suggestive way. Right. We teach these kids to be better and more evolved than us, so we can continue like, to evolve. As like, bro, as let's let's have a let's have a class on that at school. You know. Yeah. Let's have a class on forgiveness. Well, I don't even think that you need to have a class on just forgiveness. Let's just have a class on fucking life. Yeah. yeah. Walk them through all but kinds you know of different things like forgiveness. For right. Yeah, like have have a life class. Life skills, bro. Yeah. Like, have an emotional intelligence class. Yeah, emotional intelligence. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would love to teach that. Because like learning how to deal with shit is, is more than half the battle. It's like 90% it's of the game. It's the whole battle. It's like 90% <laughs> of the learn, game. Right. You know? Man, some could argue it's the whole game. Right. You know? Right. I agree. That's um that's a game changer, man. The way it you is. perceive things and the way you Chameleon, man. Accept things, man. Yeah. You you accept them as they are. And that it's hard. Yeah, it is. It goes along with forgiveness. For sure. It's accept things as they are. Yeah, and realize that no amount of hate like I had. So one of the biggest forgiveness moments in my life was forgiving the guy that killed my dad yeah. in the auto accident, man. And it was so tough because I remember going to court. Like I was picked to speak for my family. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> um, I can't, I can't imagine why I kind of like to talk, Yeah, but, but that's good. Yeah. In this it, it situation Because it was going to come from a yeah. passionate heart on it, this. It did, man. And mm-hmm. I fucking cut deep because I'm good with my words. Yeah. 
I told him some some awful shit. Like, man, I hope you lay up. I hope you lay in bed at night and this shit haunts you. Like, that's fucking. That's some dark ass shit that I said to that man. Like, yeah, but I think a lot of people who in your in your situation would feel the exact same way. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, I'm just just speaking in retrospect. Like, I said some really heavy shit. Like, I brought up my dad not being able to walk my sister down the aisle, and I hope that haunts you at night. You know, I hope your daughter never has to deal with not having their father. Like, some heavy shit, man. Some really heavy shit. Do you still carry that? No, I don't because. Fast forward a couple of years, I got to a point where it was like, man, I had, I had moved past it. I had moved past and I accepted, but I hadn't forgiven. And I didn't even realize it until I wanted to make a YouTube video about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it just flooded out. And I just started talking about forgiving David for the accident. Wow. And yeah, dude, it just fucking broke down in tears. And yep. I don't know. I reach out to him and. I, he blocked or... me on social media just because of the court case and shit afterwards. Because um, we had found some pictures of him driving his semi, taking pictures and shit. And so, a backstory my dad was killed by a semi doing 65 miles an hour, and he was at a dead stop. Oh, poor choice of words. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh man. He was literally way at to make, a way to a, make light of that. Bro. Dead, he man. was at a dead stop and uh, he went quick, man. Oh, I mean, man. if you can only imagine that he was in a little worker van and yeah. it stopped by the Jeremiah Mar- Morrow Bridge traffic. And I mean, there's no way you don't hit your brakes and are still doing 63 at the point of impact. <laughs> if you you're paying from, attention. Like behind or yeah, front? Straight, or? straight from behind. Straight from behind. Yeah, yeah. And um, he never reached out, but his mom did, man. And his mom sent me this huge, like, because I didn't have a way of sharing it. And I didn't know anybody that knew him personally. So I was just like, please share this video so it gets to him. And I had thousands of people share it, man. It was really cool. Yeah. And I, the next day I got a message from his mom. Like, you have no idea how much this means to our family. Like, talk about how much it could heal her son. And, wow. and like, dude, it was so beautiful, man. And I've just felt. All the weight just gone. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, I didn't even realize it was, was there mm-hmm. because I hadn't moved past it like right. we talked about. Like, it, it didn't bother me. Yeah. Like, I accepted the fact that my dad was gone and this is the Like, you were good, you know, yeah, like yeah, you were yeah, good sure. with or without it, you know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I had accepted, but I hadn't right. truly committed to the act of forgiving. Right. And it kind of naturally just flowed when I started being authentic and talking about forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, man. So it is, man. David, That's a powerful fucking moment, man. For sure, man. And I, it's so crazy. I didn't even know it was coming for real. I just, I, I didn't have any clue. So do you want him to reach out? Do you ever think I that would, there could be something? I would like to talk to him. Yeah. Something built upon that now, or is it kind of like, yeah. I can forgive you, but we no, could never would, like communicate. I would love to be, and this is my, my hero complex like i would love to aid him in his healing process. oh yeah dude dude that'd you know be such a powerful conversation man for sure oh man that's like documentary level type shit. oh absolutely right you hear all these stories all the yeah. time of people who forgive people who murdered their kids or yeah i don't i'm not interested in a documentary no i mean i'm just saying right right the story itself is just a compelling one right Dude, the le- yeah, I think Jeremy was trying to say is like the scope of the yeah. fucking like the level of transformation that would happen yeah. because of that is it would be captivating. It was yeah, to a fucking yeah. lot of people. I mean, yeah, and it would be something that 
is great for people to see and experience. I mean, right. We just talked about how we aren't fucking teach or taught how to how to forgive people. So I mean, to see stuff like that, right. I think would be important. But Not yeah, that it has to be you, but right, right. I guess I've never thought of it. I just always check with my ego. And I'm like, no, I don't. Want, you know, what yeah. I'm saying like, no, it's not about that. That's just my ego checking itself. I mean, if I actually sat down and thought, yeah, sure. I mean, that would be a beautiful thing to share and a raw thing and authentic, un, very authentic. You know what I'm saying? Like the emotion and seeing two men get that emotional, I think would be cool. Not just think part of it for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe just because I know him too, and he's you know <clears throat> sitting right here, but. I think that part of it would be because I know how capable you would be through that process. Yeah, thank you, man. But then on top of that, just because it wouldn't be a, you know, a lot of what you hear in news stories or articles or documentaries about this kind of stuff is like a a one-time thing, right? Like the in the courtroom, the mom forgives the murderer or right, something. Yeah, right, right. And then it just ends. And it's just a beautiful story and, you know, you get all sentimental about it. Yeah. But something like this where it's like constant. And Chad's going to check in with you. He's going to keep up with you. He's going to yeah. be involved throughout the entire process. Like it wouldn't just be a one-time thing. You don't, you don't get that with Chad. Mm-hmm. So it would be a, that's part of why I think it would be interesting. That, I really do. I try my best. I try my best, man. It's, um, it's been a learning process for me, uh, helping people find themselves and their own healing powers. You know, I don't, I don't claim any specific title, man. I'm just trying to sell you to yourself. And um, it's been a challenge to keep my hero complex in check, like allow people to walk their own path. And it's like, you see them straying from the path and it's like, are you using those tools that I get? No, I don't know what's wrong. (laughs) Oh, well, I do. You didn't try anything I suggested. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's been a learning process for me to check myself like, bro, come on, man. I mean... It's their path. You, you're at the water with them. They'll drink eventually. Yeah, it's hard. Just hang out, man. You like the water, anyways. Fuck it. Yeah, keep drinking the water. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel I'll you, go man. swimming in the water while, yeah. while they're waiting to drink and uh, hang out with them, talk yeah. to them, shit. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Mister Ed. All the while, such a big part just wants to kick your leg back and just kick them right in the ass and force yeah. them in the water. Yeah. Well. I- I have found at some points I have to protect my own energy when somebody keeps coming back with the same lessons. It's like, I just don't know. I just can't figure it out. It's like, man. Nothing has changed. You literally have changed nothing. What do you? (sighs) I think a good question. I think a good question that I heard the other day is uh, when people do that, that is like, do you want solutions or do you want um, comfort? Yeah, do you want you want comfort. solutions or do you want comfort? Right, because I can, can give you both, and people can answer that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that might take that might take some weight off me as well. Like, bro, do you want me to tell you what's up or do you want? Because like I know it works for me, and like it worked for Chad. It yeah. seems like it works for Tom Brady, and. Um, <laughs> He's doing all right. <laughs> He's doing all right. You know. So, what are you talking know. about? Who's Tom Brady? Uh, he's this guy that recently won the Super Bowl, and uh, he's good. Should check him out. Since yeah. you don't know him. See, I, I, um, I've kind of evolved the way I approach it. And I, I intend every conversation or interaction that I start off with somebody for like the first time to just listen. Back when I first started helping people with their path and showing, you know, my tools, I would offer the tools right away. 
Like, hey, what's going on? Oh, here's yeah. what you should do. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck do you know? You haven't even listened to anything I've got going on. Yeah. So that's also been part of my learning process is like, shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. Maybe that's all they need. So, Maybe you're healing just by shutting the fuck up. <laughs> it's so funny how many people go into stuff like that and say that that was their lesson. Yeah. Like once you have that moment of like, oh, fuck, I can help a lot of people with this. Yeah. I think so many people struggle with how to roll that out slowly. Yeah. And do it properly instead of just immediately wanting to like flood the world with everything that they've It becomes learned. hokey at that point. Yeah. It becomes sales pitchy. I don't know. To me, in my view. No, I think it does a little bit because they're not listening. So yeah. it's not the intention to be disingenuous or anything, but it, right. it can come off that way. Yeah. Well, I've found and I struggle with spiritual ego, man. It's like you have these profound shifts and these profound epiphanies where – Oh my God, life makes so much sense and I've got it all figured out and I've never been happier and I've seen some ghost shit and some alien shit. Like, let me tell you all about, you know, so checking yourself. It's like, man, your, your journey is no more special than anybody else's. It's, it's profound to you. But what I think is profound, you're going to be like, Oh, that's cool. Half heartedly believing me because you've never experienced anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like this guy could be full of shit. So I think. When you have those profound moments, like everybody should know, everybody should hear this, everybody, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll fall flat on your face a couple of times doing that. It's kind of like not reading the directions, <laughs> you know. But lessons. But sometimes it works out. A lot. It does. You know, especially if you put yourself in front of people that are actually more than half-heartedly interested in it. Yeah. You know. For sure. That that makes a world of difference. Yeah. The intent to be there and to learn changes a whole dynamic of of teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've instructed a lot of classes. Being a defensive tactics instructor, man, there's nothing worse than people at your class that don't give two shits about what <sighs> you're teaching. And in law enforcement, that's everybody's got a fucking ego. So everybody's Steven Seagal and <laughs> knows more than you. It's like. Okay, even if you have more experience, I'm the instructor. Just have some respect, you know? Stop digging around. Right. At least at least acknowledge the fact that I'm fucking talking to you. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's a whole other rant that I won't <laughs> – I'll spare the people's ears, but – So, since since we've talked about it, is there anyone that you've had to forgive? I mean, I'm sure there is. I probably just haven't actually done it. I mean, not that I – don't, I don't know if my mom – ever listens to these or not. I don't think she's really much of a podcast person, but my mom, kind of. Like I told you guys after the divorce, I don't know if I really hit on it too much, but when I went out to California, uh, either the night that I was supposed to leave or the night before or a couple days before, I don't remember exactly the, the time frame there, but she left and was out and I was packing or getting ready for all that and she was gone for like six hours. So I started to, to get worried. And had come to find out that she was planning on taking an entire bottle of pills mm. because she was lonely. My, my brother had ours, was already moved out. Um, my sister was, she had friends that she would stay with a lot. So she wasn't home very much. And then I was leaving and going out to California. So she was going to be by herself. And how long did you had stayed there before you were leaving? What do you mean? Like, is that, is that where you grew up and then you were leaving? Or how long? No, I mean, we there? had moved. We had moved a couple of times. I mean, we were in Middletown when my parents got divorced, and then uh, we moved 
two or three times. We she was pretty much just renting at that point. She didn't yeah. buy a house again for a while. Yeah. Um, she had been there the whole time, basically. Yeah, it's not like you her. were like coming yeah. back from somewhere. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, okay, I got yeah. you. Okay, yeah. That was so my, there mom, was, my whole life never yeah. went with my dad anywhere. So. Yeah, she so was like the last piece to yeah. to go. But like that, and I don't know. Maybe it's not something you guys can kind of help me out with this a little bit. Maybe it's not something I even need to forgive her for. Maybe that's something I need to forgive myself for, or whatever. But. Just the the resentment of like, how the fuck could you do this right before I leave? Like, you're tr- going to try to keep me from going and pursuing a dream that I have and, and getting out of here like I've always wanted to do. And like, there was that resentment. So, I don't I don't know if I necessarily need to forgive her for, for going through whatever it was that she was going through and being in that mental state of mind where she felt like that was a possibility of something that she could actually perform or something that she needed to do, but maybe just forgiving myself for for how I felt about it yeah, and working through that. But what do you think? Well, I think I got to the point like where we had talked about already, like you had initially with your dad and like I am probably still at with mine of just accepting it and being okay and not, not holding on to that resentment anymore. I mean, that's been gone for a long time. Right. My mom and I have a very good relationship and right. definitely a mama's boy. I love the shit out of my mom. I do anything for her, but, but I don't know. Maybe that is something that's, you know, past trauma that I haven't really worked through. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about that until just I think, then. yeah. Do you think like she was trying to, do you feel like she was trying to take your future no. away? No, 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 no. I don't think it was done with any kind of like malicious intent. I think she was just genuinely alone and felt alone. Yeah. You know, and felt unwanted and unloved by, I mean, my dad was, the parts I can tell is that, you know, he was a piece of shit and he would, when he started his own business, he would go on, business trips uh with his previous boss who uh he was friends with and come to find out i don't know how many years later but she had gone into a sherwin williams to get some paint that my dad would frequent and i guess the worker there knew the whole time that my dad had been seeing this stripper and that they were going to get married and, mm. and he had been cheating on my mom for like a year or two i guess the last year or two of the relationship so i mean he's just all around piece of shit but i think that the way all that went down and then her finding that out, it just made her feel worthless. Sure. Absolutely. And then with all the kids, you know, on their way out the door, she was going to be by herself and she wasn't sure how to handle that. So. Yeah. Man, that's a, it's a heavy thing, man. <clears throat> yeah. I think just the forgiving of, of the emotions you felt because of her. I think that's it. I think that's the main thing. Not that, not her act itself, yeah. but forgiving the the emotions that it triggered inside. And I think maybe that's why I said I don't, not now, but back then was like that I didn't need to forgive her because I had gotten over it relatively quickly and accepted it and was like, okay, I understand that you're going through some stuff right. and it wasn't, you know, delicious or, right. yeah. So, it, it never really, I don't think, worked through a stage of forgiveness, but acceptance and just moving on. Right. Yeah. Looks like you got some quiet time ahead of you, brother. <laughs> Yeah, but that and my dad, I think, are the two big ones. I mean, everything else. Those are is, huge, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, yeah, those, are, those are two big ones. Yeah. Uh, everything else that the two I, people that created you, yeah, you know. So <laughs> anything else that I could think of would be small. I mean, not that holding on to any of it's healthy or good, but yeah. they would be on scales of that. They would be much, much less significant. Man, and and you know what? To think of that, the power of forgiveness and what it can do for generations to come, man. We talk about upregulating DNA and, and, and the genes that we passed out, man. Forgiveness unlocks all, dude, so many beautiful emotions, you know. It is, man. It's, it's definitely an unlock to the DNA. 
it's it's breaking the cycle. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it is exactly breaking the cycle, and yeah. that will save you issues with your kids. Yeah, yeah. and who knows how they would manifest? But that that cycle of of butting heads with the parental will will break essentially. Of course, you're going to have your natural. Yeah, I mean, it's one of heads. It's one of the fears that I have already. Is that you know now this is out there. I don't know if there's ever going to be a way to take this any of this down or back or get rid of it or hide it or conceal it from my what kids. What the fuck you want to do that? For? No, I'm just saying. And now my oldest is going to know that after she was born, I decided I wanted to die. Yeah, that's and all right. I was gonna was gonna leave. Use it, it as a teaching moment, so, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, I mean, like, look, Dad was vulnerable, and now yeah. here I am. And he's got a dude to his left that also thought the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to be a way that it manifests, yeah. manifest, just like I had to deal with it with my mom. At some point, I'm sure she's going to end up hearing these. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's all. it's been around us all. We, can, we all have a story about it, man. Something that just exists. Yeah. The more we talk about it, the better. It's not easy. Man, I've wondered if, like, this is like a reverse weird thought, but- <laughs> I've, I have gratefully never been to that point. So sometimes I feel like a sociopath when it's like, everybody feels like this. I'm like, I've literally, like, I'm grateful. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I've never felt like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, are you numb? Are you like, is something wrong with you? <laughs> so judgment of myself. Because <laughs> life is hard. So I don't know if I've just got a lot of shit suppressed or I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like I've addressed everything in my life but i don't know because it's hard to say that i would never wish it upon anybody but i mean i forget what song it is um something by trevor hall i think that talks talks about darkness as its teachings yeah i mean that's definitely true it definitely changed awesome. a lot about who i was and changed a lot of my mindset and i mean ever since that thanksgiving that i talked about on here haven't struggled that way anymore have you ever time, forgiven so. yourself for that I think so. Yeah. I think I have. I might not have I think true. But I, I think, think true forgiveness is a definite answer. Maybe. It's probably true. But. What about you? It's rough. You ever thought about it? Absolutely. Think about it every day. Yeah. When Jeremy was talking about, you know, how his, how his mom wanted to or whatever, I, I thought about when I was having those thoughts and how my, how my mom was feeling. Yeah. I'm like, she knows that I didn't want to take anything away from her. Like, Duh. Right. But at the time, I was so attached to everything but but myself. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. And then nothing else mattered. It's not that I, it's not that I wanted to die. I just didn't really right. want to feel. Right. Or, yeah. you know, it's like I, like the act of hurting myself seemed wild to me. And I think that's why I could never do it. I feel that, that same way. So, um, yeah, man, forgiveness just something that you have to do to lift the weight. You either A, think about it, or B, forgive it, and move on. And then tell people about it. Because yeah. it's going to help somebody else too. Yeah. Because if you don't, it just is what it is. It's not been easy. Because I know it hurt a lot of people at the time, like Kayla, like my family, like yeah. you guys. I know it probably upset some people. But I knew it was for the better. So I had to do what I had to do, not be attached to other people's feelings and whatever was going on. I just had to do what was best for me. So on top of not wanting to feel, because this was, that was definitely part of mine, but the other big part for me 
was not knowing how the fuck to make it any better. I had no answers for how to get out of that current situation and what I was going to do to turn anything around, how to achieve any level of fucking happiness or feeling like I mattered to anybody. Like it was, I just didn't have anything to look forward to in my mind. I knew it had to stop. Yeah. I knew everything had to stop. That was the only way that I could get any sort of progress to, to occur was to get everything to stop. I was able to get leave from work, stop, just stopped everything. We talked about it in the last podcast about having things taken away, like communications and the ability to do things at a snap. But yeah, just stopping. That's where I knew because I tried everything else, what, I, what seemed like everything else. But I knew, I, I knew that I just had to stop and, and get some sort of help, get my thoughts together. You brought up our next topic. Attachment. Beautiful. Yeah. You said sometimes you just got to move on. Just got to move on. And now here we are. Attachment. Yeah. Love versus attachment. What, what, is, what is the difference to you guys in, in those two words or acts or whatever? <sighs> so I think there's a, there's a difference whether ta- a time for both. Love is something that I've learned lately. Attachment. Attachment, I feel like, is something that like, you can't live without necessarily. Like, if I can give an example, like in relationships, like with your significant other, mine being Kayla, it's hard for us to unattach from each other and go hang out with somebody else. Like, if we're both off work or something, we have free time together. Like, we love hanging out so much that we would just rather hang out with each other than go spend time with somebody else. So that's like a form of attachment from us that I work on and just love her enough to be like, hey, I want to go hang out elsewhere or do my own thing. Not even necessarily have plans to do something, but need to do other things as well. Is that attachment to comfort? Like what's comfortable? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely attachment to what's comfortable. So here's what's here's what was cool today. I thought a lot about it. Um, so what I learned from my parents was is they were super tight, probably the most tight people I've ever met in my life. Like they did everything together. So what I saw was sometimes they would fight. Now as a kid, that might have intensified, and I might have been the feeling that I got from that situation. But they always stuck with each other no matter what. So that's what I learned. And then when I got older and then when I uh, <laughs> was ready for a relationship, Kayla came along. And Kayla's so tight that, like, I actually want to hang out with her. Like, you know, so, like, right. the bond that I learned was, like, to hang out no matter what. And then I got something even better. So I was, like, hang out. Whoa, shit, she's tight. So, like, so I actually married. want to fucking hang out with her. Right. So... I don't know. I thought about that today and yeah, it's definitely comfort, but it's also like, holy shit, I'm fucking one lucky guy. There you go. Yeah. That's what's up, dude. But also good to get away. And I learned in learning that I don't love her any less because we wouldn't hang out. Right. Versus go do something else. I would actually love her more because that means I love myself more. And without loving myself, can't fucking love anybody else. Yeah. So attachment means that there's like a string between me and the thing. So without that string, then I'm, you know, 
there's something missing. Love is just love. You can do it without having that string there. There's no attachment to it. Attachment is what I think got me into a lot of mental illness, for real. Being attached to other people's thoughts and timelines and feelings and this and that and instead of just loving exactly where I was and exactly who I am. Preach, brother. Love and attachment. Yeah. That's what it is for me. Follow that. I can't. <laughs> I, like, I literally can't because I would, I would pretty much just say the exact same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks, man. But that the the string analogy I think is good. And I think that, um, I mean, that was pretty much how I thought about it all day was just, was just that. Yeah. Is that the love that I have for, you know, Brittany and my kids, like that'll never change. There is no, no string that I need to help me find that. There is, there's nothing that tethers me to them physically mm. like a string would with attachment of any kind. But, but that love, you know, can grow when you're not around them and you have that space and that ability to love yourself and spend some time on your own and develop who you are as a person and let them do the same. And you can find that, you know, that just like they say, the, what is it? Distance makes the heart grow fonder or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, putting that little bit of space between you is, I think, essential for growth, but, you know, it's got to be healthy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, same thing with a lot of the, a lot of the poor decisions and negativity and bad energy and a lot of the attachment issues and being attached to the wrong thing, you know, <laughs> was, was definitely very evident. Uh, still is every yeah. now and then still some, still some attachment to, Me. to stupidity Me or too. bad, bad decisions, but <laughs> it's for our life, but it's a, uh, it's getting better. Swing it in the other direction a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about, man. You know, that's what it's all progression. But I think that it's, uh, I think it's very important to, even if you don't agree with any example or definition or anything that we give to for people to find their definition and what it means to them and what it looks like in their lives. Because I think the confusion and the comparison of love and attachment and how people function with those two things in their life throws a lot of fucking people out of balance and confuses a lot of people and fucks a lot of emotions up. Look at the divorce rate. Yeah. <laughs> you need to find a way to get your bearing on what those two things mean to you and, and which one is controlling your life because it, it can definitely throw everything for a fucking loop. Trust me. Yeah. But don't kid yourself. You got to be honest with yourself because a lot of what we experience is and what we're taught to experience is those attachments, those attachments to ideas and we're not taught to allow and love something unconditionally, which is only the only true form of love is unconditional. Yeah, yeah. we're trained for it to be very conditional. Yeah, absolutely. To set a lot of limits and conditions, parameters on. And, and that's where so that's the huge difference is that that's where the, the love veers off and becomes attachment. Yeah. Yeah. Because those items are not meant to have strings on them. Yeah. So it changes the item. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it's um <laughs> we we get attached it's groomed into us. If you look at Disney, like women, they're supposed to have this prince charming that sweeps them off their feet. It's like we're creating unrealistic dreams and right. programs within our reality because people are people. People aren't awesome all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. That's not how we're wired, at least not yet. 
and until we continue to heal and understand ourselves and get there slowly through evolution. But I guess that's a good thing we're having this conversation. Then. I'm, I'm smiling because I'm thinking about <laughs> the uh, the office. Like, have you ever watched the office? The TV, My the, loves the TV it. show. Uh, yeah. So like, I don't know, man, but you know, like in my working days, like I watched the office, you know, like in my early working days. So I'm just like growing up watching the office thinking that fucking life is going to be like the office (laughs) and attaching thoughts. Like they're just going to sell paper all day and throw paper wads and talk to Jim all day long. That would be like uh, my ideal work situation. Just to find a place like that. What? (laughs) A little office just selling paper and wow. Jim's a good character in that one, but that's what I was thinking about as you were. I've always wanted to find somebody at work that I could do that stuff with. I need to work where one of you guys work so I can put your shit in jello, you know, <laughs> keep your drawer from coming all the way out. Wrap your desk, <laughs> wrap your desk in Christmas wrapping without the desk in it. Just make a desk out of it. Like you do. <laughs> I want to be able to do pranks like that with people I work with. You could, you could just. Put all a Sonic in a Jello, and you just make a big <laughs> Jello and just put Sonic in it. <sighs> Nobody has a desk there. They don't really bring their personal stuff. Well, the only thing I can do is like maybe a name tag that someone leaves, or a, <laughs> or a hat. Occasionally, they'll leave their hats. There have been some kitchens that people would do it. Really, I remember uh, one of the kitchens I was in. We put somebody's knives in a big block of ice. Just put them in a big like hotel pan, fill it up with water, and then put that in the freezer. It's a funny prank. That was, that was about it. Putting stuff in stuff. Yeah. So people have to. Some babies are right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. Putting love, stuff in stuff. Love versus attachment. Yeah. Just became attached. <laughs> Internally. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the way we perceive people, how they should be, like we. We demand something that we seek and not understanding that that person may not carry that trait. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is what I seek. Instead of seeing the person for who they are, you attach an idea of what that person should be. Yeah. Wow. Talk about, yeah, that was kind talk of about a, 80% divorce rate. That was kind of another thing yeah. that I think has a lot of, um, you know, they go hand in hand is the expectation with attachment. Oh, for sure. Because that love that you might have for somebody or that you think you have when really you just have attachment maybe, or even if there really is the love there, um, you start placing these expectations, it'll turn into attachment Yeah, because these people are only letting you down or behaving in a way that makes you unhappy because your expectation is for them to, to yeah. be different. Yeah. So instead of accepting who they are and, and truly having the unconditional love, your expectations are placing attachments on it. Yeah. And another way that manifests in relationships is we seek people to fill voids in us. So what we feel we lack, we may seek, you know, to to restore our our balance. And I think both of those things are a big reason why Brittany was so compelling to me. And that relationship was so sought after was because of how hardworking and determined she was at a time where I was not necessarily not that, but I wasn't quite fully committed either to that, that side of me. I was more interested in moving around the country and kind of just doing whatever I wanted and not having anybody tell me what to do and to see how driven she was. That was something that I definitely wanted. So, I mean, it was, it was part of that. And I think for the first couple of years of our relationship, the expectations on both ends of how we should behave and act and the things we should say, the expectations we had for each other led us to a lot of 
nasty arguments and mm-hmm. and uh, unpleasant times. So that was that's definitely something that I struggled with probably for most of my life and still kind of do that me and Brittany I yeah. think are working through. Yeah. I think I've used that a couple of times with her now actually since we I think David was the one who brought that up, right? What's that? What the hell was that? Was it David or James that that a lot of the issues that you might have with a partner is your expectation. It's not the mm-hmm. actual person uh, itself. It's your expectation of them. Sure. Absolutely, man. Do you guys talk about your expectations of each other? Not not very much. No. Mostly just when we're having an argument or something. Yeah. Or even if it's not an argument and she's disappointed or I'm disappointed in something and you know, I kind of bring it up I think more than she does is that no, that was your expectation or that was my expectation. That doesn't mean that that's what should have happened or whatever. So, yeah. so I'm trying to be aware of it to stop, you know, holding her accountable for my expectations. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge weight lifted off both shoulders, especially yours. Yeah. And using I when you're talking to her instead of you, that's one thing I've learned because it used to always be you, 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 you. So using I instead of you is a, uh, was a huge shift in the way I communicated with Brittany. Makes them feel less attacked because you're talking yeah. about yourself. So yeah. I feel this way or I see it this way or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> Kayla's good with that. Like when I come home, I'm like, I need, I need some time. I need like 10 minutes. Just give me like 10 minutes. Right. You didn't say you don't, you don't bother me or don't you bother me. You know what I'm saying? Like the difference in the approach. Maybe I did, which <laughs> led to me learning to <laughs> say I. Right. Very need. Good. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Those 10 minutes can, fuck, they, they can mean so much though. I used to be like that. Still kind of am, but not as much now. I guess with kids, they kind of change that because you can't really get 10 minutes. As soon sure, as you walk yeah. in the fucking door, they want something. Well, then tell them to wait. No, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying that it's much harder to walk in and explain that to a kid. Like, just leave daddy alone for 10 minutes. Yeah. They're just going to come back over and, and bug you anyway. Tell them again. But leave me the fuck alone. I'm going to leave me alone. I'm going to see if Kayla will get on board with building a, uh, just a little, like a little shed outside, right outside the door or something in the driveway, maybe. It's just like a little room like you have, Chad, downstairs. Yeah. Uh, a little meditation room. Just go pop in there for like five to ten yeah. right before you walk in the door. <laughs> hey, we can sell, uh, we'll call them Portizens. There you go. Portizens. <laughs> and uh, you can just get your Zen on before you. Fully customizable. Before you walk in the door. You know. That's awesome. Though, get actually. you a Portizen. Just kind of put it like a little sunroom off. To your garage or right by the front door or back door so you can come straight through and into the house that way. You get your nice little Little portas in. Nice little 10 minutes to decompress from your day and work through whatever you got to work through before you come in. Dude, Dude, we can make them where you could see out the glass, but you couldn't see in the glass. I'm telling you. There's so many ways. You could still be in nature, but be in There's so many ways to customize this, dude. Dude. So easy to put a red light in there, put a fucking... uh, All colors of the spectrum. All colors of the spectrum. Whatever you need. Dude. You could even you put, could go right up the chakras oh, and healing. Yeah, they've got those little fucking. <laughs> we got them for Caroline for Christmas. They have the little strips of LED. She yeah. has them in like her room now. And you can control up to like eight different colors. It's perfect. Yeah, you can oh, strobe bro. them. You can do yeah. anything with those things. <laughs> we oh. just we just came up with a business, oh. bro. Portizen. All right. 
part of the butter production line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's butter, baby. It's the butter group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when we first started doing game night, couples game night, what was that, six or, six or seven years ago now, we came up with all kinds of corny-ass business ideas, and we were – we were going to make T-shirts. We are going to sell wall decals of butter dishes. <laughs> Say it's butter, baby. Yeah, it's butter. <laughs> I went as far as getting my indoor uh, soccer jersey the year I played. I got butter as my name, and uh, then my whole family had butter names. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Aubrey was baby butter. <laughs> Brittany was butter's bay. <laughs> Dude, just going the extra corny mile, man. But it was, uh, it was cool. You were gonna put the butter dish on uh on the wall. Yeah, yeah. big wall decal yeah, over cu- the stove. Yeah. <laughs> Customized butter dish. Oh yeah. Maybe, I think we even night. talked about uh I think we even took it as far as remember when you used to get like shit shaved in your head, like <laughs> numbers and stuff. We even talked about we even talked about getting, yeah. you know, a butter dish shaved in the back oh, of the head. Yeah, you know, so You know what's uh, fucking funny about that is when I was talking to you now wife your fiance at the time about christmas presents she literally said that you guys wanted a butter dish did she did yeah. she well, did she, you she what yeah so did you question that no like, you just said okay. no, that would have been funny as I fuck if you got it. us a butter dish but yeah and i might still like, have the that's facebook cool. message uh, to show you that's funny man that's cool i'm not getting you that that's uh, weird <laughs> Something you ask your parents for or something. Why do you why do you guys want a butter dish? <laughs> I would just give you one and buy you something else. <laughs> Dude, if I didn't know any context to that at all and then someone asked me to get them a butter dish, like right. I'd be like <laughs> Now you have the context. When I told Brittany, I was like, Who wants a butter dish for you? Probably- you did? <laughs> you would you would have talked about it. Yes. Yeah. That is awesome. Oh, oh that's great, man. I love to hear that, dude. Dude, and now there's context. Man, oh, now, it, yes. now it all makes I'm sense. I'm so grateful that I just get to share this moment right now. Let me tell all of you guys that the full circle. Now you understand why she said it. Now again, <laughs> that's funny. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful we, thing to see the transition from an inside joke wow, from the outside man. getting brought inside there live on air. Welcome to the inside. Holy shit, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> now she's gonna listen to this episode yeah oh and then she's gonna get a good laugh yeah she will get a good chuckle oh man so pretty good uh content tonight should we uh do we yeah. still want to hit mass sure sure because we all know Chad has been <laughs> having Leave some my fun name out of your this. mouth. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Facebook post. We know oh, you've been having man. some fun with uh, kind of stoking the fire here the last couple of days. Someone's got to so. do it, man. Someone's got to give. Someone's got to give. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I know this ain't it. No, it's so it's something that I I guess I I looked for the word today. I I looked for what I do. Like I guess I tolerate it because it's it's part of the reality I live in, I don't want to. Like, I know it doesn't seem like that through my actions, but like every... At some point, we got to stop complying if that's really how we feel. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, do you wear a mask in places where they ask you to? No. Not even on vacation? Oh, yeah. But you see what I'm saying? It wasn't about me. Right, but but that's what I'm saying. So you did. Right. 
So that's that, that's what I'm down. saying. So there's yeah. still a level of tolerance. So <clears throat> just from my wife's perspective, she would have fucking beat my ass if I made if, you our, got if I made our whole Vegas trip about me wearing a mask. That's literally the only place <laughs> I did. So so I just feel like that's that's part of what I do. I, I wear it at work. I don't like it. It's part of what I do. I go to the grocery. I wear it. It makes other people feel good. I'm not necessarily concerned with the uh, the concern of getting the virus. I think I do a pretty good job of mitigating that with my vitamins and exercise and not in, not no one's immune to it. I'm not ignorant to that and I'm not ignorant to the fact that it's killing people. It might be other conditions, but at the same time it's it's killing people so fuck man. I don't know if the mask makes other people feel good and if it Where do you draw the line though? I don't know. When, I guess the point of living. What do you mean? Like, like if, just shifting the way you want to live. If yeah, like if I like if they were like, which I do it anyways. It's not really a thing, but like if if they were like, you're not going to get a paycheck unless you wear a mask. I'd be like, right. oh, cool. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, if it affects my livelihood, that's where I right yeah, draw I the you. line. Like that's not the case, but right, right. I know what you're saying. That's my that's the livelihood is what would so not me. not to get off topic too much, but just because it's going to go hand in hand with the fear that a lot of people have of what's coming down the pipeline, what about the vaccine? What if they require you to get the vaccine to have a job? Livelihood. Then I got to get it. Got to get it. That feels... How does that feel to you? Dense. They're fucking entrapped. I don't like to say it. It's like entrapment, man. It is. I don't like to say it. I would like to believe I won't do it. You'd like to believe that. Yeah. But I'm sure the Nazis didn't believe that they wanted to do that either. Well, I know for a fact I would tell my first job to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I know I would. I'm not getting it. Like, yeah. period. But then if it came to a point where I couldn't find a job that would allow me to work without it, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have to get it. I got fucking bills and kids and things I'm responsible for. So, I would have to. Um, but I will do everything in my power to find every fucking loophole, backdoor, window to crawl into to yeah. where I don't have to get it first. Yeah. If I can. Depending on how long I have to hold that ground and not jeopardize my family's livelihood it's tougher man but i know i'd lose yeah. my first job if sonic came to me tomorrow and said we're requiring everyone to get a vaccine or you can't work here say see you right yeah. deuces <laughs> thanks for thanks for the excuse <laughs> Peace. see ya i understand it's uh sure it's, it feels so dirty to me yeah it feels so dirty it's dense i hope it doesn't come to that it's i it. believe that it won't but yeah i don't i don't I don't believe that. I think it's coming. Yeah. They're already talking about requiring it to get your new driver's license right. in order to travel. Next is going to be work or school or college or they're going to find a way well, to try to force as many people as possible into taking this thing. So if that's the case, then that's what it is. Man. See, for me, who this triggers some really harsh feelings because if they're Something screams red flag if they're that adamant about something that's killing old people or people with conditions. Like, And that makes me feel terrible to say. No, like, it doesn't make me feel terrible. It's life. I didn't create the life and death cycle. And people have been dying forever. Yeah. The flu is gone. So COVID cured, doesn't even it cured exist. the flu. It's, it's peace. It's so convenient. Because COVID cured it. Yeah. So it just – why are you so adamant to f- inject me? You know, yeah. with My, a ninety nine point nine six or right, five survival rate or whatever. And the thing is, I've been using this thing lately. Um, 
And I used it the day I made that post about slapping McDonald's out of people's hand. Like, if I'm, if I've got to wear a mask for your protection, I'm also going to slap this McDonald's out of your hand. It's just a meme, you know, joke, lighthearted joke. Not really. Like, I'm, hey, look at your other health. It's not just about this. (laughs) If you haven't changed the way you view your health and the things you do for your health with a health pandemic, (laughs) hello, dense. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's perfect. But if you're that fearful of this, maybe you should be a little healthier. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things you could do to maybe change that. For sure. Yeah. That's my thing. It, I'm all about choice. That's for me, that's what I served my 12 years in the Marine Corps for. Not, you know, I had some beautiful memories, brothers that I'll never never uh, lose contact with. But the the fight is about choice, man. And that's the freedom that Americans have is choice. Yeah. And when that, I don't know. True. Yeah. I didn't leave me the choice. If you want to bunker down and wear your mask and stay at home, I'll bring you groceries. All right. You know, I'll leave them on your front step. There are people a making a very lucrative right income right now doing exactly that because right. people don't want to go out. DoorDash and everything is seeing right. record numbers. Like, All right. That's and, true, dude. Choice. Yeah, for sure. You're and, right, man. And here's another thing is like, no, I'm not going to say that. Why not? Uh, It's, I don't know. Natural selection has been killing people forever. Yeah. If you want a longer life, you fucking change the way you live, man. Simple as that. Viruses have been killing humans since humans have been human. You know, hello. They've been killing fucking everything since we've all been here. Dude, and- but another thing people got to realize is fear. Fear is the virus. That fear and stress will kill you faster than almost anything. It is the root cause of most issues. Yeah. Is fear and stress. Yeah, stress is a big one. So you're naturally lowering your immune system by fearing and stressing. And the thing is, it's like, well, somebody said to loop back, I kind of got sidetracked, but. I've lost my father and four or five friends in car accidents. Does that mean I think you shouldn't drive? Me too. Because there's a possibility of death? Don't you drive because I've lost five people. Like people are like, well, tell that to my aunt, my uncle, and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't try to morally shame me. I don't tell you not to drive because I've lost six people to car accidents. You know? Get off your fucking high horse. Don't tell me how to live. I don't tell you how to live. It's a very passionate topic of mine. I think it's a very passionate topic for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, we don't talk about it, especially on my side of the argument, you know, because it's become that cancel culture. You're a horrible person and we're going to look at you. <laughs> we're going to look down at you like, guess what? I don't give a fuck how you look at me. You know, that's my self-love. And if you're not resonating with my reality, it's better off that well, we for those, keep it at a, at a distance. For those people who think that. These masks are doing so much. Just go look at Florida's <laughs> fucking numbers. Uh, right. Florida's doing better than a majority, if not all, of the United States. And they have no li- mask mandate. They're not living in fear. Hello. They're living normally. Yeah. <laughs> but you are given the choice. Their mandate is literally that it's a fucking choice. Yeah. That those who have underlying health conditions should probably wear a mask, but you don't have to. Right. And everyone else should probably wear a mask, especially if you're out in public. But you don't have to. That's right. their fucking mask mandate. Right. right. Stay six feet away from me. I don't mind. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll consciously stay six feet away from you. Yeah, I will yeah. make every effort. See, yeah, it's like that. Fuck, like, I'll stay 10. Too. Yeah. I mean, I'll stay 10, 10 yeah. if you don't like it. Fuck it. Dude, I like going places where there isn't anybody. So I'll stay 12. <laughs> right? Maybe we can do this all day. Exactly. Why not just make it 15? Fuck. Uh, it. One person in at a time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Perfect. But but you got to do it like that old game show where you got to sprint. You have a fucking <laughs> so if you have a big list, you got to run fast as fuck, like yeah. sweat at the time you check out. You <laughs> get like five seconds per item. Hey, hey, then you can check a couple things off the list though, because if people are sprinting and running, they're exercising. Oh man, you're forcing we them to get healthy. You only have one person in the store, right? Ten minute intervals of letting people in, so you can clean the store and make everybody feel good about sanitizing. Nobody and would ever. Somebody get gets shit, to run though. around again. Yeah, think how packed the grocery store. Nobody would ever get shit. <laughs> Schedule an appointment, motherfuckers. Oh, no, fuck that. See, here's where There's we need, like... There's this wonderful thing. It's called... Uh, I don't know what it's called because Brittany does it, but... <laughs> you can have your deliver your groceries delivered. Click yeah, Kroger. Cool. Yeah, Clickless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can do that. Yeah. That's what... That's awesome. You can mm-hmm. do whatever you you're want. Giving, you're giving a person a job, mm-hmm. and you ain't gonna do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty sweet. It's the best. Cutting out meaningless time. Well, not meaningless. Yeah. I used to love going shopping with Aubrey. Yeah, some of the times yeah. that's the best thing. Right. Just having fun with your kids. You yeah. get to goof off and not care about anything yeah. right. for a while. Just ride on the cart like you're a little kid. So yeah. Let your kids laugh at you. My daughter goes nuts when I push the cart like far away from me <laughs> and act like I'm trying to chase her. <laughs> she fucking loves it. Some oh, memories man. I get to have forever. So. Oh, fucking man. all that up by making me have to turn around and walk back to my car because I forgot my mask. And I, I don't. It. Nobody's ever said anything to me, man. Honestly, and it's it's weird because I'll see like one other person when I'm out not doing it, it and there's like this wild west head nod that it's, happens. Like, yeah, oh, see, wow. it's like it's a like, I see hey, you playing. <laughs> yeah, like Tom Brady walking up, like, what's up, dude? Had somebody say something to me. It's the only reason I'm doing it. Cause right. When I when all this first started, I I wasn't wearing a mask. I was mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm not wearing one. I don't care. Right. Like I I trust my body's immune system. Right. And then somebody at Meyer told me I couldn't come in without a mask. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Right. Sorry, sir. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm here. I, I walked into Meyer and the la- they have a lady passing them out. Like, doesn't really say anything. She just hands masks out to people that don't have them. I just put it in my cart and she watched me. She didn't say a thing. It's like almost like she agreed with what I was doing. Wasn't yeah. making an issue of it. Yeah, I mean, did. Fauci is she on fucking Fauci is on record. Saying that these masks aren't doing anything. Yeah, I sent that to my boss and never responded. <laughs> I think actually the latest is two masks. Oh, they, they want you to wear two masks at once mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Yep. You just go ahead and put the other one over your fucking eyes so that you can just be blonde and stick <laughs> Dude, see? Like, come here, come you might knock yourself out, which might be better. Fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. I, uh, yeah. You might have some sweet dreams see? with no mask on. See? So how do you feel about the other perspective though, right? Because Me? Eric's mindset is kind of what I've just adopted. It's, it's a, kind it's of my own mentality. I, mean, of, that's, I think that's where most people reside. Of it's not that big of an inconvenience to me. And if it makes other people feel okay, then fuck it. Like I, I don't really care that much. I do because I I think it's fucking ridiculous that they're making so why people do, go, do this. So why do you go along with something that because you like feel he so said, fucking ridiculous? Like he said, that makes other people feel ridiculous? better. But I mean, maybe a little bit, but. It's just, it's not worth any kind of extra headache that I might get, which I guess is kind of a fucking stupid statement to make. 
<laughs> because you don't <laughs> necessarily know. And Chad's sitting here saying that people aren't really saying anything to him, but just out of any inconvenience it might cause. I'm me not or saying my people aren't having not said shit said to him. I'm just saying people don't say shit to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It right. doesn't happen to everybody, but just to avoid that as a whole and because it's not that sure. big of an inconvenience to me and it doesn't if it makes other people feel good then why not but you know given the choice which i am i think that's fair but i would just not wear it period. i think that's fair i think i i think i'm a stubborn asshole <laughs> that's what i think of the other side of it i know i'm a stubborn asshole but for some reason man that's like been the like where i put my finger like this is where i stop playing stupid fucking games in my reality, that's what it is. Like, really, this shit isn't working. Uh, my faith in God also tells me, like, even if you bunker down at home and have groceries delivered to you, those bags are going to be have those viruses on it. If it's meant to find you right. in God's path, it's going to find you, man. <laughs> no amount of hunkering down in fear is going to change that reality. We can't let the fear of death stop us from living. And so that, but like, you might as well already be fucking dead if that's where you're at, for sure. For sure. And I don't think there's many. I mean, there are people out there like that. Yeah. But I, I think people are waking up to- If you're giving away all your purpose right, by just living in fear and not living to even a portion of your potential, let alone your full potential. I think it's unconscious though, man. I don't think people are aware of that they're living in fear. It's just how they think. And it's like- you just don't say, have to think anymore, man. Right. You, you don't have told, to think at all. Right. Even, even at oh. even at your not even at your own yeah. fault. Right. Even at your unconscious fault, dude. Sure. You don't you don't have to fucking think about anything. Right. Until it's taken away, you don't know you don't understand it. Yeah. You don't have to think about nothing, time. bro. You don't. No. Your computer You're nothing. It does everything for Facebook you. Facebook tracks you off site and they want ads to give you. So that way if you want a pair of shoes, like shit's gonna pop man. up. You don't have to think about it. I think another thing for me, going back to this but, mask. Go ahead. I was just going to say, take away your fucking phone for one day. Hey, Alexa. For literally. No, take that away too. Do everything. Take everything away for one day Podcast and see how complicated well, Alexa. Just gone. Yeah. I just use, I We're use gonna do that. social media. We're going to do that on Monday. Because that's when we're going out for Valentine's Day. We're not doing anything this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, because that'll be the day... Before the day before, Brittany goes to take her test. So we're going to go. That's going to be the start of her two days of trying to decompress and not over overload her brain right before her test. Going off the G. Yeah. So on the fifteenth, we're going to stay at the the AC over in Liberty Center. Yeah. Nice. So you stay off the grid for a couple of days. Yeah. In order she's... to prep for the the test. Well, I'm going to come back home and be with the kids. She's going to stay one more night right. at a different hotel. And that's awesome, man. Keep herself away from it all the. Whatever that's, she feels most comfortable is, you know, going to give her the best opportunity. That's huge that you support that, dude. That's fucking awesome. I mean, I, I've been telling her since she started fucking school that she should stop studying so much right before a test. I think it's important to decompress a little bit and work through all the information you just fucking downloaded to your brain. Like, you, you can't just keep downloading it. At some point, you have to work through it, try to memorize it, go back through what you've learned. That's how you actually commit it to memory. It's not just by continuing to fucking read words out of a book that you're not actually trying to apply to anything. You have to right. go back through it and process it and think about it and how you would utilize these things in real world applications so that you can commit them to actual long-term memory. Yeah. So I think it's hugely important. I think it's awesome that she finally agreed to, to do it because we were just going to do the 15th and then she was going to come back home. 
And then just lately, as it gets closer and closer in the amount of stress at, at home with the kids, you know, as she's trying to study, she was like, fuck this, I am going to get to the hotel. Yeah. So I think it's awesome. That's a great choice. Get between the space. Get out of the noise for a minute. It's good. It's good that she has you for that too, man. <laughs> I think it would be good if she would get into some kind of fucking aromatherapy and take a nice fucking long, comfortable bath too. She doesn't do any of that stuff. She'll just take a shower, but. I'd love to see her take some fucking essential oils too and, and go take a nice long bath and relax, relax. Like yeah. not just get away from the kids and relax, but actually dive into some deep relaxation practices and exercises too. If so you go to the hotel with her? On on Monday I am. Not on Tuesday. Just Do you know what the setup looks like? Nope. Is there any way that you could go there before and see what it looks like? In order to... I'm going to have to work. Probably. I'm going to try to get it off, but I typically open Mondays because I'm one of the only ones who's available to open. I was just thinking maybe a thought for next time is you could set her up with a, a bath that would uh, accommodate a nice bath. and then some, I want to do that when we go oils. to uh, like Hawking Hills. There you go, bro. That's Either get there before her or have her go get dinner or do something like that yeah. and set have her come one back. of the jacuzzi baths and stuff. That's what's up. This now, episode. fuck, now she knows. I gotta cut this out of the episode. Yeah. Take the massage gun with you. <laughs> She'll forget. <laughs> Surprise is, yeah. Surprise is good. Yeah, because you'll be sore after all that hiking. <laughs> <laughs> Take the attachments. Yeah, good for all muscles. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Well? Well. I got one more thing with the masks. What do you got? Jim Carrey? <laughs> We don't consciously breathe. Yes, you can breathe in a mask, but what is the quality of it? So when you're unconscious of how you breathe regularly, which is most people, and what contributes to anxiety and tension and headaches, and then you throw a mask on an unconscious breather, oh, it doesn't bother me. Well, no shit. You're unaware of how it affects you because you're out of touch with your body and your system. Yeah. I heard a good analogy of that one time. It's like- Man, I'd have to go back and find it again, but it's like, that's why I wear a gator. Yeah. Because it's easier to breathe out of. Right. Like, it's not hard at all, really. I know yeah. it doesn't do much. Again, that's it makes, why I got. Yeah, it yeah, makes the people feel good and it doesn't really hurt me again. Because when I started wearing the mask, I wore the mask to wear, you know, what, yeah. uh, the N95. Yeah, the N95. And uh, that that was terrible to breathe in. Yeah, I could definitely feel <laughs> it. So, so, it's almost like, again, I'm not in the world's best shape but i i do keep a pretty good um cardiovascular system and i could feel it right so the fact that i was in good shape i i was able to feel that difference so people again i'm not saying anything about anyone that aren't in the best cardiovascular shape can't even feel that they're being affected because they're not even reaching that level to feel it right so they don't even know yeah it's awareness of yourself and the fucked up yeah. part is 99.9 percent of the time i'm wearing the mask i i just cover my 
mouth with it <laughs> so that that's I a, can still breathe. And people are still a, comfortable with it. That's another like, thing. Okay. It's a, it's a fucking illusion. Yeah, because yeah. it's a nudge, dude. It's like, hey, man, I see you. You're, you're trying to wear it, but you also got the nose down. Again, it's like a status <laughs> symbol, like you said. The, I see it like see the Wild breathing. West, like you said, out there. Yeah. It's like, you know, you see a person with just the nose down. You're like, all right, bro, I see you too. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See yeah. how it's become like this thing. Yeah. It's really become a thing, man. Yeah. It's very strange. Dude, I see more old people not wearing masks. I don't know if they're ready to get the fuck yeah, off they're just like, planet. They're like, fuck, fuck this. Yeah, I'm Which, that that that's my time. Me. It's my time. Oh, that, that would, would definitely be me. Like, I'm at the end of my road. If yeah, I'm, I'm not trying. Yeah. But I see a lot of old people without masks around yeah, here. Yeah, so do I. And there's a, I, there's a good older. Every. Like, this area seems like there's a lot of older people. Every single older person who comes through my drive-thru never has a mask on but i'll watch high school kids and fucking college <laughs> kids who seem to be in great shape wearing a fucking mask in the car by themselves <sighs> as i hand a fucking as i as i hand a heart attack out the fucking <laughs> <laughs> like you go ahead and worry about the air you're breathing in your own car by yourself but enjoy your heart attack the hypocrisy <laughs> it's like how much do we really care about our health as you eat your fucking large mozzarella stick Nothing but good, fucking bro. cheese and grease. They're so cooked good. in grease. They're so good. With your corn dog that we also <laughs> oh, those are good too. I love corn dogs. God. And your we were just talking about corn dogs the other day. How the good pancake ones with sausage in the middle. Bro, put a little scissor up on them. They used to have those at school, man. They were so good. Yeah. I haven't eaten one since then, but they were good then. Brittany, Brittany had a thing for with those for a while. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> Want to share what you're thinking? <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed funny. Brittany had a thing for those. She kept them frozen a little while. For the, the we, pancake It seemed rat. like there was like a talk coming next or something. Like we talked about it. <laughs> you know what? Foods are shaped like dicks. The best. <laughs> the best. God. <laughs> what a good movie, man. Yeah. Dick shaped foods. Oh, um, is that the name? <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of that movie? Damn it, Super Bad. Yeah, Super Bad. Yeah, he's got a penis drawing obsession. Yeah, it's like a dick treasure chest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Super Bad in fucking forever. Yeah, oh, what a good man. one, man. That was a great movie. That is a classic. I feel like I need to go back and watch that. And uh, what was the other one we talked about not too long ago? Now I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Pedro. Yeah. Pedro. Oh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Damn, that's is a good hot? one. I feel like I need to go back and watch those two. It's been a long time. Vote for Pedro. <laughs> nice. Oh, vote for lights at the round table. That's what I say. Yep. Share our stuff. Reach out to us. Did you ever we figure out the ad you. boost thing or whatever? No. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. Are you doing I, I it, do it on your phone or are you doing it on your computer? Phone. Try right. doing it on a computer. Yeah. Awesome episode, you guys. Great I stuff. Agree. Powerful stuff. Forgiveness. Love versus attachment. A little mass ranting. I apologize if I offended you. <laughs> I'm sure they'll forgive you. I hope so. Yeah. That's why we talked about forgiveness. So yeah, they'll just go back and listen. <laughs> They'll go back and listen to the first part of the episode if you got offended by Chad. They'll attach themselves to an idea or love themselves and let go. Right. Love yourselves. Boom. Love everyone. Let go. Yeah. Love yourselves. Love everybody. It's a good idea. Buy forgiveness in your heart. Yeah. 
It's just a lot lighter. Yes, it is. just not as heavy without it. Well, we love you guys. Yep. Thank you for joining us at another episode at the round table. And we will see oh, you next week. Uh, yeah. One last thing. Oh, oh, oh. Last week, I forgot somebody in the shout outs. Chris Sturworth, which is uh, Kayla's uncle. Nice. He's listened. He listens to all the podcasts. So nice. he's giving some good feedback. He likes what we do. Um, but I completely forgot about him last week. That's okay. Yep. I remember this week. Yep. Now he's got his own segment. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> Anybody? Who do you guys want to thank? Anybody that has reached out lately? So, uh, not since we talked about it. No. Last. no. Okay. People at work uh, are interested, though. I don't know if anybody's listening now, but. I had a couple of people ask me. That's awesome, they man. To Actually, I take and that. I lied to you. Listen to this. I have yes. Uh, yes. one of the guys at work has now created a playlist with Naka. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Dude. Like, oh, he's yeah, dude. he's yeah. playing it at work now. Like, I don't even have to put my phone on. I wow. just to play my music. He does it. Changing lives. Man. That's pretty awesome. That's so cool, dude. Yeah. I, know what that, I know what that feeling's like. Yeah. yeah. Eric Fisher is it? Did we talk about him? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. So I met him. He's been, he says he listens and he actually just joined the men's group. And uh, yeah, so shout out to Eric. I met him at a Marine Corps birthday ball celebration. Or not at a ball, but a Marine Corps birthday celebration. Because Marines are gung ho about their birthday. So it's an excuse to get tore down. Hell yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we actually talked about. A lot of the things that we like sitting by the fire and taking plant medicine to, to really address some of the stuff. So it was a really good conversation. Nice, man. He says he listens. And uh, also Michael Edwards, kind of same situation. Mm-hmm. Looking for the men's group, found the men's group and said they listened to the podcast. So shout out, fellas. Man, fucking awesome. Yeah, shout hopefully out. they'll both be there the 21st. Thanks, E. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Appreciate thanks. you guys. I think that's a wrap. Beautiful episode, gentlemen. Thank <laughs> you.